0: Do you think this should be the most premium podcast we do? I think it should be. I think this should be the, after last week's craziness, this should be the most premium podcast we've ever done. This should be the Fabergé egg of podcasts. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds really expensive.
1: Step, Your premium Texas high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Hello to you out there in podcast land, listening to the sound of our voices. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We really and truly appreciate it. If maybe you can hear (laughs) the wind howling, I don't know if you can. We're recording in the studio, so it should be a little less echoey uh, because we have... um, I wonder if they can hear that. Because yeah. that's like a like legit wind like whipping through.
0: Yes, because there's like big weather outside. Yes, it's cu- it is this this is fall weather right here. Oh yeah, it's it October fifteenth, forty one degrees this morning, and I was like, ah, this feels like the playoffs. It does. It feels and like and yeah. That makes me happy. It does. It does well. We are.
1: Where are? I mean, it's week eight. It's we are into. We're into it. It's it's happening. You know right what now. I started doing today? Playoff projections. Oh my! He's
0: nodding. Playoff. Pro- oh yeah, yeah. No one can <laughs> see me. Sorry. Yes, we are. I started playoff. Now I will not post for you, premium subscribers. You get a little look behind the scenes. These will not be posted until after this week's games. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I can get the uh, the framework of the playoff projections up and running, at least for my own edification, Then I can just make a couple of adjustments as uh, games results happen next week.
1: Is there a first round projected game right now? That made you go like, whoa. Actually, there is. Would you like to hear it? I would like to hear it. This is for, we're, this, in, the pre, we're no, in the
0: premium podcast nest. We I've can, only done 6A, so okay. I, I, you know, so I, I did this while I was at my first day at my real job today, uh-huh. my, my new real Your job. Big boy job. Yes. I'm getting an office, by the way. <gasps> I don't even have an office. I'm getting an office. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty fancy. All right. I will give you a pretty good first round game that I, when I saw this, I was like, hmm. I'm interested can I interest you in Pflugerville Hendrickson versus Cy Ranch whoa in week one or round one Division 2 Region 2. Man, I guess that makes sense cuz Hendrickson's kind of lost some important games. They've lost to uh, Cedar Ridge and uh which is not, well Vandegrift. Mm-hmm. Vandegrift's going to be mm-hmm. the other Division 2 team so that they was lost the big Vandegrift. game. So Vandegrift's going to be the top seed <laughs> in my projection in District 13. Well, and
1: that's super interesting cuz in Division 2, uh, that's Division 2, right? Yes, Division um, 2 Region 2. And that's that's very interesting because Division two, it's like a lot more wide open than Division one. Yes,
0: and we said Region two, Division two, and six A was going to have some some decent heavy hitter matchups, and mm-hmm. there's they're sprinkled in there. I mean, you know, there's, you know, I mean, like you said, Mesquite Horn is probably the best Owen seventeen you've yeah. ever seen.
1: They're the greatest Owen seventeen in Texas high school football They could finish three and
0: seven and get Temple in the first round, and that's not a slam dunk for. Temple.
1: No, it's not a slam dunk for Temple. now.
0: It's in Temple. That will help. Yes, because Temple will have
1: home. Does five A ask Craig Way this on the radio today? And it was like it was like exposing both of us. Oh no! Because um, neither of us. How dare you expose Craig Wigg? On, I on his own show. I know. I felt bad. <laughs> Does is five A have um, first round playoff? Yes. Okay. Yes. They, because the reason we were is. talking about that, Craig is obsessed with 5 A division two. Which is the wildest. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't. Not looking forward to that projection. If Leander Glenn wins this week, there's a pretty good chance that Leander Glenn is hosting a playoff game.
0: The first year schools are doing quite well. They were. Really Glenn's having a good year. San Antonio Harlan's having a great year. Shadow Creek, mm-hmm. who we're probably going to talk about a little later, is having a great year. It's it's a big it's year the for year first. The, that, that's actually uh, that's probably my thought from week seven is really just seeing these first year schools and, and the amount of success that they're having. Um, it really started to hit because I mean we knew about Shadow Creek, but then you talk about Glenn. I'm going to see San Antonio Harlan this week. Even a school and they're not playing a varsity, well, maybe they are playing a
1: varsity schedule, but Conroe Grand Oaks is 6 and 1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're not playing for so. UIL yeah. honors,
0: but they're playing a basically mm-hmm. a varsity schedule. Mm-hmm. So the the first year schools are are, are faring pretty well, you know, in some in some of these areas, and it's, it's a little surprising.
1: So, let's not skip ahead too far, because right. this is, of course, the Week 7 Review and the Week 8 Preview edition of Tep and Step, your premium high school football podcast. Thanks again for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. So, we're going to start as we always do, Step, with your Texas High School Football Fun All Fact right. of the Week. All right, uh, a, a number of options to go, he- go here, but I did get a question from question. Um, six-man insider Lehman Saunders, who asked, which um, which m- Mascot has won the most state championships, and I mm-hmm. did not do i didn't do the math i 'm sorry, I have not done that research yet, but it got me thinking about mascots okay I pulled it up first of all, did you know that uh, i guess it's, I guess it makes sense because i can 't think of another one, but West see only
0: wranglers. And North Mesquite's the only Stallions. Which is weird. Mesquite, okay, and then Mesquite has, there's definitely only one Skeeters.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure.
0: Now, there are Pirates and Jaguars.
1: You know, one mascot that I always thought was underappreciated or underutilized
0: is the Foxes. That's a great segue because I'm going to see the Foxes this week. You're going to see Cattle Mills? Cattle Mills plays Dallas Roosevelt on Thursday night in the Grove at Pleasant Grove Stadium. So I was like, you know what? How many chances am I going to have to see the Cattle Mills Foxes? Not many. So I'm going to go see... And it's not... It's, I mean, that could be potentially for a, play, a playoff spot in mm-hmm. the district. So yeah. I'm going to go see that game Thursday night. So there's two Foxes. It's them and then... El Paso Jefferson, Jefferson. The Silver Foxes. They're
1: the Silver Foxes. I always think of them as the Silver Foxes. But... How, how, fighting Hal Wasons. Yes. Now, my question, though, Matt Stubb, all right, is that there are five Wolverines. I'll give you one because I know you're not a six-man guy. But Penelope is the okay, Wolverines, okay. which is maybe the most hilarious like sounding things. Like Penelope is okay. a very sweet sounding yes, yeah. town, and then they're the Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Can you name the other four Ooh. Wolverines in Texas high school football? Uh, PSJ Memorial. PSJ
0: Memorial's one. Um, boy, I'm not sure I can think of another one right now. I'll give you there's uh, one yeah. PSJ Memorial, I know, I've yeah. seen them in person.
1: One Houston area. There is there's one Houston area, there's one DFW area. And there is one Boy, where is that? I don't even know where the sound is, which is probably not I'm, I'm probably embarrassing myself
0: the DFW one. Maybe you'll come maybe, maybe you'll when All you right. say
1: it I'll be like So oh, I right. will so I'll give you I'm, I'm at a loss. A PSJ Memorial right. is the only one that I know.
0: Okay. So Clearbrook is the Wolverines. Okay, I did not know that. I've mm-hmm. seen Clearbrook I've I've seen a Clearbrook game. I did not know they were the Wolverines, or I forgot.
1: Yes, they they're the Wolverines. Okay, okay. Um, they are the, the you know, they're the Wolverines. Then you go out to the Panhandle, the small school uh, right in between Panhandle and, and South Plains, right on that border. A little small school. In spring Lake Earth, Earth,
0: and I have that's right, green and
1: gold. I've seen that. They're the play. Wolverines. And then finally, this was this is honestly, this is the one you should have gotten. And I know there's a lot of schools in Frisco ISD.
0: But oh, is it? Um, um, oh man, Wakeland? No, Wakeland. Yeah, Wakeland. Yeah. Wakeland is a Wolverine. So okay. there you go. Okay, five mm-hmm. Wolverines:
1: Clearbrook, Frisco, Wakeland, Penelope, PSJ Memorial, and Spring Lakecrest. I thought PSJ Memorial because they're are they they're the newest school, right? Um, um, oh, no, Southwest is new. Southwest. Yes. They're the
0: Javelinas. They are the Javelinas. And that is strong mascot. Dope. That, that is, is a dope. strong mascot. I've actually seen PSJ Memorial actually when I saw them play. They have the Michigan Wolverine style helmet, except uh, it's green. Mm-hmm. The, the, the logo, the flying thing,
1: is green. We don't Black talk green. enough about how Sigaro is the Toros. It's pretty awesome too. Um, yeah, Laredo Cigaro. Yeah. All right, so let's, that's our Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week because I was just looking at the You can have so much fun with mascot questions. Yeah, I'm gonna. Pro- we'll probably dial one up, another one down the road. Okay, so let's get to our Week Seven review. And my overall takeaway from Week Seven was that. For once, for once, we had some six A intrigue.
0: Mm-hmm. We
1: had some six A. I use the word wheat recalibration because we finally got another data point on Allen, mm-hmm. and it's a very it's a very po- a mostly. Entirely positive one. Oh yeah. I mean obviously if you hang seventy four, if you hang a seventy burger on anybody, let alone a team with a defense like Plano East. An undefeated Plano East. And make no mistake, it was there were sixty one points halfway through the third quarter. They could if they wanted a hundred, they could have had, yeah. had it. They could have had it. They could have had it. They could have named their score. Do you give and now one thing we were talking about is that this Plano East offense is not very good. Really it's really reliant on the play. It's, it's very reliant on hitting some home runs. They're not
0: going to drive. They're not going to go 10 plays 80 yards on you. They hit some home
1: runs on Allen. They did. Does that give you even the slightest bit of
0: pause? If anything that gives Terry Gamble something to complain about to yeah, his team. <laughs> I, that, that's true. Um no, I think Plano East, I mean they've got two big 6 foot 4 receivers mm-hmm. out wide. So I mean I think you take enough shots you're going to hit a you're going to hit a few. Of them. Plano East is is a certainly a capable you know, six eight, you know, I, I mean there's a decent chance Plano East is playing, playing uh, Allen again in the quarter yeah. And so that's a comp- very competent six A program. So I'm not too worried about that. And it seemed like that, that kind of pace of that game kinda I think if Allen wanted to slow the game down and, and limit Plano East think I think they, they could have done that too. What do you
1: make of the Westlake win over Lake
0: Travis? I was very surprised. Um I, I sat, sat here last week and I thought Lake Travis was gonna be was gonna handle a Westlake fairly easily. I thought so too. Um, you know, and maybe this 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 group at Westlake just kind of has, like, Travis's number right now. Well, and the other thing is, two consecutive years that they hold him to 14 points. That is... Tony Salazar, the defensive coordinator to Austin Westlake, um, that dude's a rock star. He knows what he's doing. And, it. you know, he... If you're looking for, like, an assistant coach of the year candidate, mm-hmm. he might be. I mean, he's really, really good. Well, and the other... Th- it, 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 he could... He's had head coaching offers before, and he's turned them down. So, I mean, he...
1: Well, what what impressed me most and um you know I'm talking this is based on people I talked to at the game and the the, the limited highlights I did see is that boy it seemed like they were they had Hudson card running for his life
0: yeah they were
1: in his grill to the point that like if you have a guy like Garrett Wilson obviously that's your first read on mm-hmm. almost every play yeah, you would, he's yeah. your first read he's pretty good he just never had an opportunity to get to a second read that Lake Travis has a lot of different weapons. It's not just Garrett Wilson, but it seemed like Hudson Card never had an opportunity to get to the second read, and, and that's a credit to David Neal and that big front yeah. for Wesley. which, by the way, it's going to travel. Everywhere they go, Decent every game they play, game. it's going to travel. Yeah. Um, I thought Taylor Anderson was spectacular uh, in, in a game where the lights got real bright, and he, he he stepped up. To me, all that did, we were sitting here wondering I don't even know if it was on air or off air, but we were sitting here wondering, all right, who's gonna like who's gonna be the team to step up and raise their hand and say, I'll be the I'm the I'm the team to beat on that right side of the six A Division two bracket? I don't think there's any doubt that Westlake stepped up Right
0: now, that. Westlake's got that got that vibe. I mean I I think Westlake and uh and in, in Region Three, Cy Falls right now. Mm-hmm. The two two that I'm keeping an eye on. I, I there's definitely some concerns. I mean, you know, talking to folks down late Travis, I think there's you know the performance of their offensive line probably is the most concerning because, you know, as good as Hudson Card is, if he's got defensive linemen in his face mm-hmm. right away. You, there's the offense this isn't going to work. Yeah. And that's so.
1: and at some point look they're going to go up against DeMarvin Leal and and Converse Jets in the playoffs. So, uh, it's interesting. What did you make I'm of I'm
0: in round
1: 2. Round 2. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um what I'm
0: did you two. make of actually no round 4 this year. Oh, okay. Sorry. What di- what did you make of uh potentially. over Eagles Trinity? Stunned. That was the one that stunned me the most. Yeah. I thought I thought I mean I, I said it on Twitter. I didn't think Halton ha- had it in him. No. I thought Haltom was a product of a very weak schedule. I thought they were a paper tiger. And, and credit to Haltom. I, yeah. And I flat out admitted I was wrong on, on Twitter, and I will admit it I'm wrong here. Uh, Haltom showed me something Friday mm-hmm. night by, by jumping up early on Trinity. And, I, and you know, they were up 21 nothing, And I was like, okay, you know, Haltom, you know, Trinity turned the ball over. Haltom punched him in the mouth. Trinity's going to settle in and, and they're you know, going to methodically bring the chip away and they're going to win this game 31 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just never happened. Mm-mm. So Michael Black at Halton is a dynamic, dynamic playmaker. The defense was good enough mm-hmm. in the in the win. Um, so, you know, this is a team. You know, I, I had not planned on seeing Halton this year and I've got, you know, plans now to probably go see him next Friday night against Richland.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, you know, what's funny is that. One of the things, and, and, and part of, you know, I, I get this question a lot about how our computer rankings work. And one thing to remember is that, you know, there's still, we still only have, for a team like Haltom, six data points. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good data points, all good data points. But we still only have six data points, so there are still some preseason projections in these, in the, these rankings. And the bottom line is, Haltom hasn't been good lately like they have they just haven't been a program and, and a lot of what you know the most accurate indicator of future performance is past performance mm-hmm. and haltum hasn't been
0: good lately I and mean, they snuck into the playoffs last year and got drilled in the first round mm-hmm. i was at that game orince lamar beat them bad was wasn't close yeah um you know on paper this year you're looking at it and you're like eh, you know they'll be you know maybe better. maybe maybe in that mix for fourth place we thought the district mm-hmm. was better mm-hmm. and man jason tucker's done a wonderful job with that program and this is a team um, that could be in line to host a first round playoff game.
1: Yeah, it's uh, amazing what they've done. And, 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 and if give, we're
0: looking at my 6A, give, projected coach, bracket, give Coach
1: Tucker a ton of credit. What um, he's done down there—it's incredible. You
0: know, this is the Halton team, you know, that could potentially get to the third round of playoffs. Yeah,
1: I mean, which, y- which is great. Finally, one more 6A thing to get to because we like we just rarely, and I know people, there are probably small school people who are like, "Oh, we're hoping on 6A." We finally have a reason to talk about them.
0: Yeah, it's like, been, been it's been so chalky other yeah. than other than this week. Yeah, and, and, and this week was a chalky week in the small school ranks. Yes, was, exactly. And that's you know, the other thing. Was, the other I, side I did of the two A rankings. You do the three A rankings, mm-hmm. and it was pretty much up win win. Very win. chalky and dominant too. It's yeah, just like, I think in in two A there was. One new team. The mm-hmm. two A division one rankings literally did not change one bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody stayed in the same. Yeah, place. and I got
1: a, I got a message from somebody who asked why San Saba isn't in the playoff, isn't in the top ten. I'll tell you, like they've got a. <laughs> first of all, I do think they've got. I think
0: it's back to back weeks. They're gonna have Dillion and Crawford. Well, yeah, and if if, if San Saba is nine and zero after playing Delian and Crawford, they'll get it. They'll they get be in it. the rankings. They'll but find the. We'll, the problem is, you look at the six the two A division one rankings. Someone's got to make room. No one's losing right now, and, and and I think all the teams that are ahead of San Saba are. You know, if you they played San Saba straight up, I'd probably take them over San Sabas. Yeah, I mean the number ten team in our rankings is Garrison. Mm-hmm. Garrison and San Saba play right now. I'd probably take Garrison to win that game.
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, so. But but I mean, taking nothing away from what the the Armadillos are doing. No, they're, they're great playing great ball right and now. They're
0: they're on our radar. I would say I would say right now if if we ranked them. 1-20, to San was probably like at 11 or 12.
1: So then finally, what I want to ask you is, and again, sorry to be so 6A heavy, but it's finally an, an excuse to talk about them. Um, what did you make of Cy Fair, losing to Jersey Village? And I'm sure we're going to talk about, right, or I, I'll tell you, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the team
0: that beat them. Yeah. But um, what like, Would you make of that? So I talked to some folks, because uh, I was I was in Cy Fair Saturday night, watching mm-hmm. Cy Ranch demolish Cy Springs, uh, Newsflash, Cy Ranch is extremely on brand this year with the running game and defense uh and i, I said you know what's going on with Cy Fair? and part of it is jersey jersey village is is very good and people say this is this is like one of the best teams they've had in years uh, and then part of it is i think Cy Fair, you know they're just not as dynamic offensively i think they're there's reliant last year their offense was able to make plays at key moments and give the defense a little help, and, and and they also caught a lot of breaks in special teams last year. Made a lot of plays on special teams. They're not they're not do, making the plays on special teams. The offense just isn't as explosive, and the defense I think is getting a little overexposed.
1: Yeah, that's. It's interesting. I you know I also wonder. I wonder if, if they let one loss beat him twice, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, there's and there's a, there's hangover, a little hangover,
0: effect. hangover effect there, yeah. You know, That's you get a long possible.
1: winning streak snapped and then suddenly you're, you're you're playing a good team the next week who's hungry and and that and, jersey, yeah, jersey and by by the way, big. And by the way, the jersey village win means that they're going to, you know, there's a good chance. In fact, it's, it's likely now that CyFair is the second seed. Correct. In the, they could From see Houston Lamar in the
0: first round. From a seeding perspective, that was huge. Because now Cy has got to go on the road probably in the first round and play Lamar. Play at Delmar. At Delmar. Yeah, where, where Jersey Village is going to get that home game. Mm-hmm. So Very go. interesting.
1: But anyway, that is, um, that is our Week 7 review. It was a wacky week that... Um, uh, again just another but in a different way like we've been we've been so reliant on a lot of small school kind of chaos this was a big school chaos week
0: by the way I, I uh driving back from Texarkana Friday night had a Fox Sports Go pulled up and was oh. listening to the show while I was driving on I-30 and, and uh, very enjoyable I enjoyed, you, you and Harding do a great, did a great job um, it was quite enjoyable. The, well, the, the, I appreciate the, it. the interviews of the coaches are nice. Aren't
1: like they that. great? Those, cool. the, for those who haven't tuned into Fox Football Friday or High School School board Live lately, we've got this new technology that's basically um, it's just like a, a more reliable, nicer version of FaceTime. So we've been doing this with coaches that have been like on the bus on the way home or like sitting in their office after the yeah, game. Yeah, you were
0: talking to... Uh Jefferson's coach is about to yeah. pull out he was driving the bus
1: Antoine Jimerson. he was about to he was about to pull up after their big win over Mount Pleasant Mount Pleasant Mount Vernon Mount Vernon Burn. Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Um, and it was yeah it's, I mean but that's there's such a, a great opportunity to talk with these guys and to me you know not to pull back the curtain too much on my, my work at Fox but like that is to me that's what our show should be about is like oh, yeah. Is like we're on the scene. We're talking with coaches who are there like right after the game. So it's uh, it was a lot of fun. It was great.
0: I, but having a seven o'clock kickoff Friday night, I got to catch a good part did of your that game. Your
1: game so. didn't end in, in, in two hours and three minutes. No, or it was
0: a little like bit that. longer this time. Okay. By the way, the, the press box. Did you see my tweet from the press box? Yeah, on
1: Texarkana. Oh my gosh, I cannot cover any more
0: games there because I would weigh four
1: hundred pounds. Okay, wow. Well. Um, so let's get to our week. Eight draft, believe it or not, All we right. were in week eight of the Tactics High. I cannot believe it's week eight. That's I crazy. cannot believe it either. But we do have a huge, huge, huge slate of games. Great slate. Uh, a, at least at the very top, I, I will say I think that there is a pretty considerable drop off after about thirty games. That like there's about thirty games that are choice, mm. real. The, that's the good cut of the meat, guys. Is really, really good. About thirty. And then after that, you're kind of searching. You, yeah, you gotta, it drops you, off. You got to kind of look and squint a little bit and see what mm-hmm. you can find. But in any case, uh, Matthew, we did a coin flip before the game. Or before in trouble. Before, if we, um, by the way, if this is your first time tuning in, Tep and step, welcome. This is our draft where we're going to go through and pick which games, five rounds of which games we would we are most interested in. Once they're picked, they're off the board and no longer available to anybody. So, we have our um, we have our big list of games. Matt Stepp, you won the toss. You get the first oh, pick this week. Okay, okay. So I was first last week. So pick, pick 1-1 of the draft
0: is... Yeah. back-to-back wins. Weeks on the coin toss. I'm Feeling it. To, you talk to Jason Garrett about that. I know. You
1: All right, defer. well,
0: um, I'm going to avoid the obvious one because I'm going to defer to you on the obvious one. Thank on you. Because um, <laughs> you're my boss and Thank I like you. my job. <laughs> I am going to go with... It's a great slate of games in the Houston mm-hmm. area. It's a bang, it is a, it's a banging great week, week. week in Houston. So we're going to start in Houston, where we have a battle of undefeated teams. One of two of them this week. The Pearland Oilers are visiting Strake Jesuits to take on the, the surprising 6-0 Strake Jesuit Crusaders. Coach Kubiak. First-year head coach, uh, Clay Kubiak, has done a great job at Strait, Uh but they're running into a Pearland team that I think is pretty good, and... and and I was in Houston the last two weeks, and this weekend um, had a good talk with a couple of coaches who have seen Pearland in person. And the, and the thing that most impressed them was, was Pearland's the, their kid, size up front. They are just dominant in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Um, Jalen Benefield is a great running back. He's a three-year starter, running by operating behind a very physical, very uh, the word that I heard used was nasty offensive mm-hmm. line. Um, and then, you know, you got the quarterback, J.D. Head, who moved in from Oklahoma, coach's kid, moved in from Oklahoma this year, and has really just given Paraland a new dimension on offense. Uh, coach First-year coach Ricky Tullis um, has got a guy at, at quarterback who can make teams pay when they put eight guys in the box and try to slow down Benefield. J.D. Head can hit you over the, to- over the top with big passes, and Paraland has flourished this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the their edge you know and straight Jesuit offensively has been a machine. They're averaging 45 points a game, but last week they played A-Leaf Hastings, mm-hmm. good A leaf Hastings mm-hmm. team. Yeah, very solid team. They beat, they beat them by 12, but it was only 29 to 17. Mm-hmm. Concerns me a little bit because I think Paraline's defense is better than Hastings defense. Mm-hmm. Paraline's a little more explosive offensively. And I think that edge um, against a smallish uh, straight Jesuit offensive and defensive line is going to be a little bit too much in this one. So that's why, that's why I lean to Parland in this one. But I, but I'm really I'm really intrigued to see how Straight Jesuit holds up because if they hold up pretty well, all of a sudden in what is a wide open 6A Division II Region Three, maybe you talk about Straight Jesuit as an outside contender. This is
1: a um, this that Strake, and you're right, like huge offenses on both sides. Uh, computer's got this as a pick'em. Got this is too close
0: to call, yeah. So, yeah. which I like. I lean to Paraland. I was, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. John Snelson from Dickinson told me he's like, man, Paraland is is. Really good up front. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's very, his quote was, "It looked apart. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he
1: knows, he knows, he knows some, he yes. knows big He's looking for up front a
0: uh, interview with John Snelson uh, uh-huh. later on oh, this week. I saw the Dickinson Gators. By the way, the Dickinson Gators are very good as well. They are very good. Yes. They are a team to keep an eye on.
1: Okay, that's an excellent pick. Um, I'm going to, because I appreciate your. Um, your consideration and your courage to let me have the obvious pick for my first pick. Uh, the game of the week is is Childress in Canadian. Absolutely, it is
0: one hundred percent. This is so the best. far and away, in my opinion, if, the best game of the week. If I could be in one stadium this week and, and make it and not not burn a vacation day, I'd be at Canadian Childress. Yeah, this week. It'd be in Canadian. Um, so that game they lost to Grapevine Faith
1: Christian, right? It was Grapevine Faith Christian. That was at home, right? I, th- I, think think
0: a, I think it was I think it was Neutral site. okay.
1: I would love to know the last time. I, I wish I'd, again, you're listening to me produce on the fly. I wish I could look up the last time they lost at home. Well, it's they been can a s-
0: long time since Canadians lost a regular season game. Exactly. So it, so a home loss is probably even more yeah, rare. Yeah, it's been a while since they lost a regular season so game. So
1: this um, is the game we've kind of all been waiting for yeah. in a panhandle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two, I think, legit do we have the top five? Where do we where do we drop Canadian in the rankings? Um, I'll defer to you. On the third you know, day. Um I know. Children, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm Childress is uh,
0: is certainly at the top of the you know near the top. Uh, so other than Newton, probably. yeah. So
1: this is Childress two and Canadian four. Okay. Um, top five matchup and and two teams that are getting you know more familiar with them. Uh, they got two shots, you know. Um, these two teams played each other twice last year.
0: Yes, played in the regular and, season. It was close pretty close to the regular mm-hmm. season, I believe. It and is. then Canadian blew their doors yeah, off me. In the, in the, end. the I mean, quarterfinals, Canadian dominated. Dominated.
1: Um, yeah. and two really great quarterbacks in this one, Luke Latimer for Childress, who we've talked about with that game, the when they beat Munster a couple weeks ago, how good he is, Case and Cavalier for, for Canadian and you know the thing Five about touchdown passes on the game. thing about Canadian that I've always admired is that they always have great versatility. They always find Two or three guys who can do a lot of different things mm-hmm. it makes it makes them a tough matchup. It really does. Opposing defenses, especially, it's, it's very tough. And and Childress, look, I, was I, the
0: kid? A couple of years, like, Copley, Cameron yeah, Copley. Copley, where he just he running uh, back, receiver, mm-hmm. outside, inside receiver, yeah. turning kicks, playing defense. He's just they, they always have
1: Swiss Swiss Army knives. Um, the the thing for me, my question is going to be. Um, what Canadian defense showed up shows up because remember in that loss to Grapevine Faith Christian, they got torched a bit. They did. They got they got touched up. And, you know, Childress, for the most part, has been largely excellent defensively. Uh, they've given up some points here and there, but for the most part, they have been largely excellent defensively. Childress's defense makes
0: plays. Too. Mm-hmm. They, they make game-changing plays. You, you may get a touchdown drive on, on them here and there, but Childress is also going to turn, turn you over.
1: Yeah. And this is the game in the state. I think that this is the number one game, if you can be anywhere. It's funny. It's like, if you have the, if you have the means to get to Canadian, it's like, well... I hate to say it. There's like no good way to get to Canadian, Texas. Not from the Metroplex, No, it, it, Fly to Amarillo, Amarillo and drive. About an hour. Yeah.
0: You didn't convince Fox Sports to uh, have the have Friday uh, Fox All Friday in Canadian this Like week? live a there? location in Canadian? Um, I
1: think we're going to have a reporter there. Is nice. that all right? Let me make sure of this. Let me double check this. Right. I've got a great
0: email there. That... Uh, while you're doing Yes, it,
1: Sarah Merrifield right. will be there. We didn't, we didn't just tell, to, tell Canadian, Sarah Texas. some places to uh, go in Amarillo. Um, it is a fabulous game. I I wonder if the home field advantage edge is what ends up choosing this. Computer likes Canadian or
0: computer likes Childress by three. Yeah, on paper, I think if you look at the data itself, Mm -hmm. Childress is the favorite. Mm -hmm. Childress has performed better this year. Mm -hmm. However, when you take in the intangibles, Canadians at home, and is Canadian a... I know Childress says they're not, but is there a little bit of a mental thing right now? Until Childress beats them... There's that little just thought in the back of their head: Can it, we beat these guys? It's like we were talking about with Fort Ben Marshall and Manville back in Week Three or whatever
1: Excuse it was. Me, like, you got to beat them. Man. You got to beat them. And there's always that team that stands in your way. Well, that team has been Childress. By the way, um, I want to I want to look this up, but like, you know, I would say this is this is for the um, I would say that this is for the the front runner position in Region One of Three A Division Two. Cisco does exist, though, but I do believe that the winner of the like the uh, the winner of this game would duck them for an extra round.
0: Yes, I'm pretty sure. Which is which is that's your, what that's, you want? That's, you want that? You want you,
1: you want wow, to face them in a in a, in a quarterfinal? You and want not the a, loser
0: and, sh- and Cisco to beat each other up? The exactly right. Yes. So miss. a
1: lot at stake here. Fascinated by this matchup. Really interested in Childress and Canadian. That's my first pick. What is your second pick?
0: I'm going to stay Matthew. small school, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go down to the Waco area. I know where you're going. I'm going to type it in my computer right now. The 5 and 1 Lexington Eagles mm-hmm. visiting the 7 and 0 oh undefeated Clifton Cubs. We have not talked enough
1: about what an amazing job Chuck Caniford's doing at Clifton. This is
0: it, this is like this
1: an astonishing season.
0: Yes, they have allowed they are allowing just over actually just under 6 points a game. In seven games, they've allowed 40 total points. Three shutouts. Yes. Uh, they dominated a good McGregor offense earlier this year, um, and this is a team. And they got the offense going last week. You know, they, Clifton have been doing okay on offense, but they broke out last week. They, but they threw up 70 on Hamilton. And Hamilton, Hamilton's not bad. Hamilton's, no, Hamilton's not terrible. Not bad. They're not. A, they're not just. Some they're not slap a team, team. They're not a team that, that you throw 70 on by no. just rolling out uh, a bet. So so that's. That w- that really impressed me. But the test this week is is even bigger because you've got a, a veteran Cl- Lexington team with a lot of playoff experience, and the best running backs in all three A in Jacoby Cooper, uh, aka Speedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's been interesting about Lexington the past few weeks is they're starting to get that passing game going, and you know the freshman quarterback. They're, they're, Lexington is playing a freshman at quarterback, Sheldon Springer. Um, He threw for, I believe, 285 yards last week in their win. Mm -hmm. Um, If Lexington gets the passing game going, they're a really, really tough offense to stop. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the key, is Cooper's going to get his, I think. A a guy as good as Jacoby Cooper is going to get his yards think the key for, for Clifton to, to win this game, because it would be an upset, even though Clifton's at home, it would be an upset if Clifton wins. I think just from a pedigree perspective. Can they rattle the freshman quarterback? Yeah. Can they get in his grill? Can they rush his throws? Can they force him into turnovers? Can they make plays? That's going to be the key in this game, I think, that I'm watching out for.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by this game in in pretty much every way. Um, this is a, you know, 8-3 Division two title, almost certainly on the line here. Um I have that right, a three division two, that makes sense. I believe that is a district eight because yeah. Buffalo
0: and those guys are district seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is it is a fascinating, fascinating matchup. Um, why can't I find what, what Clifton was doing like last year? And there you go. So Clifton, um, I mean they've had good years. Never broke. I mean, they've, they've, nothing like this. They've been a playoff team. Consistently. Let's put, this, let's put it this way: they're seven. They're seven and out right now. Seven. And, first of all, one of. I think 20 teams in the state that are seven and out. that yeah. played seven games and won all seven of them. And the buys coming up later on. So uh, a a 10-win te- a 10-win season is we would we could say certainly in reach for them, right? The last time Clifton won 10 games in the season was 1994. There you go. It's been a long yeah. time since I they I think even if Clifton it. loses this game they're probably going 9 and 1. They're probably yeah, they win one playoff yeah, game, they got you, 10. You got it. So, uh, I'm really interested in this one. I think that Lexington and Clifton is an excellent second choice for you. All right, I ah, eh? yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back down to Houston, and I want two Houston games, but I'm gonna take this one first. I'm gonna take Cy Falls and Jersey Village. Okay. That. Uh, hey, remember a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this very show and we were talking about how, um, about how the district 17-6A title game was going to be um sci falls and Cy sci- fair kind of and, sci- and then sci and then falls won it you watched that game didn't you on Texan live mm-hmm. sure did 14 to 7 mm-hmm. great game great game real physical old school game so then jersey village up and said hey guys um, do, you, do you guys remember do you guys remember us um, we're and, here and, and jersey village is really that's, that is a perfect example of flying so far under the radar that like I think there's so much talk in Cypress ISD about or Cy ISD rather about Cy Ranch and, Cyfair and now, Cy Fair and, and, and Cy yeah and Cy Falls and you know this and that and, and then there was all this kind of hubbub about splitting into two districts and splitting into two regions and blah 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 and here's Jersey Village just quietly six and one mm-hmm. five and zero in district cruising along they are they are like they're getting that running game going um, you know the, the, why is
0: it that every cipher ISD team seems to be built the same like a lot of them like defense in the running, <laughs> running game. game and defense I mean I watched uh, Cy Ranch go against Cy Springs Saturday night and Cy Springs runs the Wayne T <laughs> 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 Cy Parker, there's I mean, Cy, Cypress ISD's is there, there are a lot of yeah. run heavy teams here's the thing that impressed me about Jersey Village's win over Cy Fair mm-hmm. they were down in the third quarter 23 to 7 it was over and and, and that is that, and here. that is
1: a point where that's where Cypher, they're like they're like a like a like a boa constrictor, right? Where it's like they just kind of wrap you up, and then they get you into a point like twenty-three-seven, and, and they're just it's like, over. You're done. Yeah, it's not going You're not getting out it's of this. A very
0: CyFair win, like we said, the most sci-fair score of all is twenty-four seven. Yeah,
1: twenty-four to seven is That's the most sci-fair score. 24. They go up, they go up twenty-one nothing. You score a touchdown, they kick a field goal, and it's like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. you know, we're going to hold the ball for six minutes and just. And they came back. Raymond Richardson was fantastic in this game. Well, now they take on a sci team that kind of you know very was similar. They made it similar. in vogue to to beat CyFair, and yeah, you're right. This is a game now. There's not a ton of playoff implications in this. Really, unless um, Jersey Village drops to this game and one more, which I don't anticipate they will. Yeah. Um, but this is just this is for a district championship it's and and, it, and in CyFair ISD and especially in this, I think this new look Cypher ISD alignment, I think this matters a lot. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, Cy Ranch is probably in, in the catbird seat to win one of the district championships. Here you go. If you're Jersey Village, I think it would mean a lot to them if they were able to do this. So I'm really interested in this one. Uh, what I want to see is is again um, what happens. What happens if Cy Falls goes up fourteen nothing?
0: You know what it's I mean? Jersey Village have it in them again.
1: Exactly right. Yeah. Can they can they do it again? But but Cy Falls is is man, they are running game. And, defense, defense, and, defense and just fly true. around and yeah. make plays. That's what I'm interested in this. If you like old school football, this is old school football. Sci Falls in Jersey Village is going to be a lot of fun. Want to hear a fun
0: fact about Jersey Village? I would love a fun fact. When's about Jersey la- the last time they won six games in a row. Six games in a row. 1992. Oh my gosh. 1992 is the last six game winning streak. Well, and I wonder if they, you know, I wonder if that's a
1: team that, that feels like they're the forgotten team down there in, in, in Cypher ISD. It's
0: a little bit, yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, maybe, and, and maybe just as simple as it does, like their their name does not
0: start with Cy. Yeah, because Jersey Village is actually its own little little city. Yeah, it's its own little. It's this part of Cypher own, ISD. It's a whole thing right there. Neck of the woods, but they're rolling in right now. LA8. Yeah, excited about them. So Cy Falls and Jersey Village are my second pick. What's your third pick? All right, going to the Austin area game we've been talking about all year this 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 is the this is the prove it game Mm -hmm. for the huddo hippos it it sure is last year you know cedar park at Mm huddo last year Hutto was flying high and we're like man this huddo team looks good they're playing cedar park and their quarterback just broke his leg and we're like oh man cedar park is vulnerable and they can't cedar park came out and smacked huddo around and we're like man is huddo gonna get it done well i think
1: you know what you know what I think last year, and I, I bet some, you know, now that it's been a, a year, I can probably say this and not, uh, not, you know, offend too many people. Cedar Park went and they pulled their pants down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone was going in and be like, this is the year Hutto's going to break out. This is when they got the quarterback and Jay Scribbin. And Cedar Park just like. A black rain defense. Just said, uh uh-uh, uh. We still, this is still our, this we is still our yard. Run this. this is our yard. You yep. know what I
0: mean? But now, yeah. Everything points to the Cedar Park. You know, is coming into a game where Huddles had a week off. Hmm. Huddles had an extra extra week to prepare for that defense. Chase Griffin's a senior. They've got Chukes Nwaku, just recently committed to Texas Tech. They got DJ Baptiste out outside. They've got all the weapons that you hmm. would want in an offense. Hutt, and Chase Griffin is really a really really special quarterback. He makes plays and, and he runs that offense. And they're at home. And they've had that extra week to prepare. Cedar Park's coming off a hard fought physical win over georgetown they had they had to war they had to grind to beat georgetown 27 24 can you do it hutto that's the big question yeah can you do it because if hutto doesn't win this game now they may never they, they, they they may never beat cedar park until cedar park splits into like high school 24 or something like this is the time for hutto i think yeah that's to me this is
1: such a mental game yeah of like even more than Canadian Childress, I think. Yeah, that's the bully. That's that's just that's taking your lunch money every yeah. every year. And now and, you, and the other thing here's the worst thing for Cedar Park is that this was. It, remember, in the
0: first two Cedar Park started zero two. Yeah, they've won five in a row. They're, they, they're on a little bit of a roll. They here.
1: looked vulnerable. They lose to Vandy, who it ends up turns out to be a, a really good loss. A loss yeah. that aged well. They lose to Cedar Ridge, which is not necessarily a loss that's aged all that well, but fine. But then San Angelo Central. Katie Cinco Ranch. Starting to get it going. They're getting going and they're doing it in that vintage Cedar Park way where they're just like, they're they they want to get to a point where you have to beat their defense. Yeah. And generally speaking that just doesn't happen. And that's what's interesting about this one is that this is probably the best offense that Cedar Park has faced.
0: Would agree. Yeah.
1: And now, can that defense find a way to slow down uh,
0: Chase Griffin yeah. and the other side's interesting too, by the way, because Huddle's defense. Yeah, that's the thing is Huddle has not done well against teams that punch punch them in the mouth. No, in Cedar Park, newsflash, they're going to punch you in the mouth.
1: They absolutely are going to punch you in the mouth, and, and, and <coughs> you know for, for you know this. Uh, this, this quarterback Ryder Hernandez is is really starting to kind of come Just into softball, his own.
0: starting to play well. Yeah. yeah,
1: and to me, that is the, the other side is as interesting as kind of the, the headline, right? The headline is Chase Griffin and Ch- Ch- Chicks Novuco and um, and uh, DJ, DJ Baptiste the, yeah. going up against this Black Rain defense. Yeah. But the other side is super interesting too. And and I'll tell you, brattle plan. if you want to endear yourself to the people of Huddo, Texas,
0: beat Cedar Park. You go
1: beat Cedar Park. You ain't, you ain't buying... You ain't buying, buying lunch for a while. You ain't buying lunch Somebody for a while. Buy your lunch. It'll be interesting. So that's, that's a great game.
0: All right. Where oh. am
1: I going next? Number three for you, right? This is number three for me. I'm going to go to... I'm going to go to a game that... Oh, am I... Golly. All right. I'm going to do a small school game. All right. I'm going to go to... A game that maybe lost a little bit of luster last week, but I, I'm, I'm interested. In, I'm interested in Pleasanton and Bernie. Um, I'm kicking the table too. Oh man! Um, so you're so into this game, you're breaking. The I table. really am. So Pleasanton, two weeks ago, five and I've seen Pleasanton <sighs> in person, cruising along, yeah. sunshine and daffodils in Eagle Land, mm-hmm. two straight, including last week, getting their guts ripped out by Gonzales. And, Two straight
0: one-point losses. Yeah,
1: I mean, just just completely like the kind that devastate you. Especially district game. Exactly, and the running game has been solid for them, but really, what's what's where they've come up short has been they've needed key defensive stops and haven't been able to come up with them. Yes. Well, here we go against now going on the road to Bernie. Thursday night game in San Antonio. Team. Bernie coming off a bye, I believe. Yes, Bernie yeah. had a bye. Coming last off week. a bye. Um, Coach Jay Hendricks is is trying is getting this thing going 5 and 1. They've been they've been excellent first year head coach. Yeah, and they have been the other thing is that they are they are there have been years in the past where Bernie has been a little bit more of a finesse team. They've been a little bit more we want to spread you out. And we want to get our playmakers in space and we want to do this. That's not this year's Bernie team. They want to mash you. Yeah, they want to maul you up front and they want to beat you up. They want to run the ball. Um, the, this, this running back, Colton Poole, has been very solid for them. Uh, they can throw it a little bit with Colboyd, Boyd, but they've <laughs> got a physical defense and then they want to, and then they want to have that kind of, two-pronged attack offensively.
0: so It's very it, successful. They've scored, it won four straight, and mm-hmm. they've scored 34-plus points in every game. So it's pretty good. I mean, that, that, that's very effective offense. And offense. That's, that's the thing, is that
1: Bernie is going to, like, right now you wonder where Pleasanton's head is at. Five and O, and then suddenly you, you're two points away from being, or th- you know, I guess four points away from being
0: seven and yeah. But now you could be staring O and two in district in the face. Yes, and it's, that's a tough district. There's no easy wins in that district. Mm-hmm. You still got to play Lavernia and Beeville, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I can't think who the other team is. I think I can't remember the fifth team in that district. That's a good district in that uh, down there in South. I think it's 15 4 a Division One. I.
1: I believe that's correct. And, and beyond that, let me pull this up and make sure I don't talk out of turn. There are pretty sizable playoff implications here that if you are Pleasanton or Bernie, right, um, you're matched up. You, you, you need to... Beville Jones is still there. Yep. Gonzalez now has a very good win, uh, you know, over Pleasanton. Laverne is in our top ten. Laverne is in our top ten. Let's just say you finish fourth in that district. You're getting LaFerry in the first round. It's a solid. And Laferrari is playing good ball right yeah, now. You team. don't want you don't want that in the first round. No. A lot at stake here. Very interested in Pleasanton and Bernie. And I think that this is like, I think this is a this is a gut check game for Pleasanton.
0: It's a great Thursday night game in the San Antonio area. There's always good big school games in San Antonio on Thursday nights, and this is a good yeah. You know, it smaller is smaller school. If game you have so. the, if you have the means
1: to get down to Pleasanton or to, to get down to Bernie, Bernie yeah, um,
0: shares a stadium with the uh, champion. Yes. So all right what is your fourth selection all right i'm heading out to west texas Hmm. beautiful west texas where the dirt is red and the chili is green (laughs) (laughs) it's true you can find green chili in in west texas okay pretty good uh midland greenwood at Mm -hmm. snyder Mm -hmm. how about the snyder tigers they are off to a fantastic start you know um you know they've you know not we thought they were dropping down to division mm-hmm. 1 and coach Mandrell's squad we thought you know that would help them go on division 2 i didn't expect them to be 5 and 1 at this point no. they're only you know they one loss is to andrews um, they've got a win over brownwood they've started out district play going 2 and 0 oh. really impressive win last week on the road in triple overtime defeating monahan's i think this game's for the district title Midland mm-hmm. greenwood comes into this thing at 3 and 0 oh. Now, they haven't played the district skip. They haven't gone through – you know, Snyder's got wins over Fort Stockton and Monaghan's back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think both those teams are playoff teams. Greenwood is not – this is Greenwood's real – because Greenwood's kind of fed on the bottom of the district. They they mm-hmm. blew out Sweetwater. They blew out Pecos, and they beat La Mesa pretty bad. So Greenwood's now they got tough, three, They got three in a row yeah, against teams that are team tougher cetera, the
1: tougher, tougher games. Yeah,
0: now Greenwood may still get to the playoffs, um, but, you know, if they lose this game – this, this, this game's got district title implications. Because I think if Snyder wins this game – They've just about got the district title oh, yeah. wrapped up because oh, they've yeah. already got head-to-head wins over Greenwood, Monahans, and Fort Stockton. And those are those are honestly, with yeah. all due respect to Lamesa, Sweetwater, and Pecos, the only teams that are going to challenge them yeah. the rest of the way. So I, I, this is a you know Logan Green, who is uh, Sammy Ball's grandson. Yeah, there's great, a connection grand there. I read a story about that. he uh, He's been great. He, you know, he got he had a significant knee injury last year. Missed most of last year. He, you know, In the summer, I saw him during 7-on-7, seven seven and he was still kind of getting his legs under him. But as the summer progressed, he got a little bit better. You know, I saw him two tournaments. The first tournament, a little sloppy. The second tournament, a little bit better. Saw him at state tournament, looked a little bit better. Every game, he's looked a little bit better and improved. They got a good duo at running back with Greg Williams and J.J. Burns. And they've just been kind of solid winning. You know, They haven't been blowing people out by 50 points, but they've just been winning fairly convincingly. And I think that's the difference in this game. I think Greenwood hasn't played that real – when Greenwood's played a tougher team, they've lost. Mm -hmm. I think Snyder's battle-tested, and they've come out with wins against these tough teams. And the game's in Snyder, and I'm telling you, the folks in Scurry County are getting really excited about the Tigers. That place is going to be rocking on Friday We had
1: Coach Mandrell on the show um, on scoreboard that night, and he's – fired up. He's yeah. he's he's he thinks there's something w- we were so fired up about them that we actually named them our 3A team of the week this uh, this week for about 5 minutes before I realized my mistake. Yeah, you know, the 4A team <laughs> yeah, of the week. I was like I was like Wait a second, <laughs> what? Um yes, that's an excellent excellent game. Um I think I think they're you're right. Playoff implications abound yeah. out there in playoff that they got, they, that on that the playoff final line.
0: Beautiful. That, if you have ever been to a game in Snyder, it's a really nice state and they remodeled it. The place is going to be rocking Friday night. I am going to go. Ba,
1: ba, 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 ba. Golly, there's, like, two I want, and I'm afraid you're going to steal one of them. I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go Belleville and Giddings. Ooh, okay. This is, I think, a really interesting game for Giddings because... It's an old rivalry, too. So super two games, old rivalry. Yeah. They, these teams have played each other forever. Um, but Giddings, a couple weeks ago, kind of, you know, they... they the the thing about Giddings that's that's really interesting to me.
0: What what kind of offense do they run It's more of a, it's more of a uh like a, they're they're lining up in the spread, but it's more of a power. Spread. Yeah, it's it's, it's they they run the they ball want a lot. They to grind of, you. Yeah, they do. They big offensive line. They play essentially
1: like one kind of game, right? They, you look at their score lines. They beat Rockdale, 17-16. They beat Taylor, 24-14. They beat Yo 22-21. They, they lost to Navarro, 28-7. They beat Caldwell last week, 22-6. They run one type of game. They
0: did that one outlier. They, which
1: is they when exploded they against bl- blew out Wimberley. They play one type of game. And that is probably not like... <laughs> it's just super interesting going up against a slot team in Belleville. Yeah, That Belleville is going to try to play keep away... They're going to try to, knowing full well that 24 points probably wins this game, mm-hmm. they're just going to be like, cool, we'll eat the clock for 30 minutes.
0: First first team, 21 wins.
1: Wins this game. Yeah. This is a low-scoring, hard-hitting game. Um, we're probably not talking about um, what what a great job um, what a great job uh, the
0: Belleville has done. Grady Rose squad, yeah. yeah. Defense. James Wiley had a great game last week in their win. He had mm-hmm. 193 yards rushing really he, good.
1: Yeah, he's been really good, and getting... To me, my question is, can Giddings hit one or two big plays? That's the key. Can, can they throw and, and pop? Can yeah. they pop one? Because yep. if they pop one, Belleville is not built to pop it. No. They are, their big plays are eight yards. That's like, oh, wow, good job for Belleville. Now it's second and two. Giddings has that Alex Del Torre, their quarterback, if they can pop one, that's their, that's where their advantage lies in this game, is that if they can do that. But the Belleville defense has been great,
0: too. Yeah, Belleville's got a good defense. That's, that's exactly what I wrote about in the preview. Um, the key is going to be can, can Giddings take the top off, top off of Belleville's defense a couple of times and open the game up just a little bit. I, I think would, Giddings would prefer mm-hmm. the game to be a little bit faster paced than Belleville.
1: With all due respect to LaGrange, who's having a nice year, by the way. We'll bounce back here for them. Bounce back here. This is probably the district title. This is probably the district title. Absolutely, yeah,
0: these are two best teams. This
1: and um, and so you know, this and, and and you know, when you're matched up, the good news is every spot counts the farther you get away from Sweeney in, in in District 11 the better like just stay away you know you do not want to be uh, teasing that because that's a tough you need as easy a path through Region 3 and 4A Division 2 as you can
0: you want to try to avoid Sweeney and Jasper
1: Sweeney and Jasper even West Orange yeah. Stark West
0: Orange Stark will be in um, the yeah
1: so you just need to uh, stay as far away from them as possible so I'm very interested in this one um I'm going to. Uh, I'm going I'm to take Giddings in Belleville. Your final game is going to make me mad because I know. I think no, I'm,
0: I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to Houston. Really? No, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm going to go to Waco, Stephenville, Vega. Yeah. Okay. I mean.
1: We've been of those, talking about this matchup in what, five four a division one. One of those games, one of those games that again. Like, oh, that game is this week. When realignment came out, we were just like, all right, that's a game, and that's a game, and that's a game. We
0: were just going through circling, and that was one of them. You know, Lavega Le- had the buy last week. They're four and two. They, they got through that La br- Lavega's non district slate: three five a opponents and two state ranked four a teams mm-hmm. in non district. That's a absolutely brutal brutal non district schedule. They came out four and two. Really should be five and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lavega. If you ask anyone from Lavega, I mean, we can go ask Ishmael Johnson. Lavega probably should have beat Argyle at their. Our, our own Ishmael Johnson was at that game. Mm-hmm. Lavega easily could have won that game. They didn't, but they could have won it. Um, they're taking on a Stevenville team, also four and two, but one and zero in district. Stevenville. I'll tell you what, China Spring has quietly started to turn things around. They're really not bad. They're going to give everyone trouble. St- Stevenville jumped up on China Spring thirteen to nothing in the first quarter. And in the fourth quarter, it's 14-13 China Spring. And yeah. Stephenville needed a 75-yard touchdown run from Chris Nowak uh, they had to to win sweat. that game twenty one fourteen. They had to sweat. Now sure. they're heading to Bellmead to take on La Vega. And La Vega is tough at home. Dude, and La Vega's... They're getting that offense going. Dude, they've,
1: they've turned it around. Yeah.
0: they—they they A little bit of a slow start you know, early in the year. But, man, La Vega, they, they, they're getting it going. And that, that young offense is starting to mature. And we know that the Pirates are going to play great defense and be very fast and very physical. So um, I think this is a really, really tough test for Stephenville. And, and again, ma- massive, massive playoff seeding implications here. I think both these teams are going to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but you want to get that higher seed um, because that, that that path in Region 2, in Class 4, A Division 1, is looking brutal. Mm-hmm. We already thought it was going to be tough with stephenville Vega, and you add in Argyle, and now with Paris surging like they, like they are, you know, Kennedale's a state finalist from last year. They're lurking. This is a really, really good region. So yeah. you, you want to try to get as high a seed as you can.
1: That's that's an excellent it, an excellent pick. Um, Stephen Villavega again, a game that we kind of had circled from from the outset. All right, I'm going to go back down to Houston. It's a great week in Houston. Great it's week. week. It's, it's there's, not. It's there's not
0: three. And I think we hit all three of them. There's three absolute bangers. So
1: well. I'm taking Shadow Creek and Friendswood.
0: So Shadow Creek's
1: almost there. They're almost there. They've almost gotten to the point where they would be, like, the the most stunning district champion that we've seen.
0: Now, they've still got Foster down the road, and Foster's... Getting it together. Getting it together. They beat Friendswood. A- this game lost a little Lester, because mm-hmm. Foster just said, hey, uh, we don't really think Friendswood should be undefeated when they play Shadow Creek.
1: But, like, there's basically three, like, you got to run through, again, all due respect to the High Towers, Terry's, Balls, and Texas Cities, but, like, basically there are three teams in that district that you got to beat. It's Foster, it's Angleton, and it's this week's opponent, Friendswood. Alvin Shadow Creek has probably been the most remarkable story in the state. Yeah. First year varsity program, Coach Brad Butler is doing an incredible job. And the thing is, it, it's two things. First of
0: all, You think you sandbagged us at coaching school? Yes. <laughs> 100%. He sandbagged us at coaching.
1: 100%. Um, Jamarian George, their quarterback, has been. Fabulous. Really, really good. For a first-year varsity program, they've got a lot of seniors. Yeah. A lot of seniors. The other thing is that this defense takes the freaking ball away. They've got 13 turnovers in six games. They force turnovers. They make you make mistakes, and they and they, they capitalize them. It's so funny because on the other side, for Friendswood, this is the younger team. They're relying on sophomore quarterback in yeah. luke gerdon they're they're relying on a lot of these youngsters to to be these guys this junior uh, this junior receiver christian Lee uh, has been has been very good for them they they're relying i think in a lot of respects on youngsters to be their guys but look they from a pedigree perspective it's a no contest. Friendswood yeah. is by far yeah. has, they lap they lap them lap them and lap them and lap them. Mainly because Shadow Creek didn't exist in a varsity uh, yeah. program. Yeah. And varsity program just Now
0: making their, making their way in this world. So this is, this is
1: the test. And, and I, I think that, you know, Foster down the road will be fun and it'll be interesting as well. They might cl- let I mean, when do they play them? Is that the final week or is it next week? Um, it's next week. This is a talk about a one two punch. They're at Friendswood and they're home to Foster. Um, this is the one-two punch here. If you are, um, if you're Shadow Creek, you've gotten past the big one where you turned everybody's attention. By the way, their win over Magnolia has aged well too. Yes, uh, maybe Magnolia 49-27. We probably should have been paying more attention than that. Yeah, um, this is a massive game. Um,
0: I think Fred's going to bounce back. I think us. so, too. I think they're going to play angry. And I think another thing... Being at home Sh- helps. Shadow Creek is very reliant on a turnover. Mm-hmm. Friendswood's not the kind of team that's going to turn the ball over. All right. So I wonder if Friendswood can hang on to the ball and be efficient offensively. How will Shadow Creek react if they are pushed in... Because the, they haven't really... They've been pretty dominant mm-hmm. in all their wins. How does this?
1: What happens if this is a game in the fourth quarter? Yes,
0: at, in Friendswood, how does Shadow Creek respond?
1: Right, because even you go back to like their closest game, um, the Magnolia game. I mean, they were they pulled away in the third quarter, and it was just they coasted from there. Yeah. Um, you know, even against Angleton, against Angleton, I'm pretty sure they were coming sure up about two
0: touchdowns most yeah, of the game. They
1: they jumped out fourteen nothing, and yeah. then just decided they held them at arms arms length, and then Angleton gave them a little bit of a fourth quarter run, but they they bounce back so yeah I want to see if this game's a game in the fourth quarter how does a program that's really literally never been in a game like that uh, react so I'm very interested in Shadow Creek and Friendswood that's my fifth game so our picks this week step went with Perlin and Straight Jesuit Lexington and Clifton Cedar Park Hutto Midland Greenwood Snyder and Stephenville Waco La Vega I'm going with Canadian Childress Cy Falls Jersey Village Pleasanton Bernie, Giddings Belleville and Shadow Creek Friendswood and now it's time for our hipster games of the week Right. this was, you know, it's like we said. There's that kind of top layer of like real, real good stuff, and then you kind of gotta search, kind of, kind of gotta dig a little bit through some games to, to yeah. find a really, really competitive one or a really good one, um, or at least with some some storylines. But I think I found one, and I think you found one. So, what
0: are you going with? All right, my hipster game. Uh, on paper, the record isn't great, but I'll tell you what: Decatur and Springtown this week. I think I think a district title could be on the line in this one after decatur upset hershey last i was week. gonna say this is this is a late-breaking hipster pick yes <laughs> decatur you know their quarterback quit going into the year they had, they had a really good quarterback returning because decatur went three deep last year mm-hmm. lost to hershey in the third round um the eagles lost their quarterback he decided to play uh, he's, a, he's a highly highly regarded baseball mm-hmm. prospect that's going straight baseball and the eagles for lack of better they, they struggled mm-hmm. early in the year they really had their struggles they were 1-4 in, in non-district, and then last week they go and upset state-ranked Wichita Falls-Hershey. Mm-hmm. Um, this week they get a 5-1 and one Springtown team. Springtown took care of their business in the first district game, uh, knocking off a, a good mineral wells team. Uh, Brian Hewlett's got one of his, probably the best team he's ever had at Springtown. And, you know, this is an old rivalry. These two schools aren't that far apart from each other, right on Highway 51 there in the in Wise County, uh, Parker County area. So this is this is going to be a, a game that I think has got a lot of intrigue because is is was Decatur kind of that, was this, this the one week they put it all together and, and, and that was kind of just a fleeting moment? Or is this a Decatur team that's going to be consistently in the mix come playoff time? And then for Springtown, I think if they put the hammer down and really blow, blow past Decatur here, all of a sudden Springtown starts to become a, a real contender because mm-hmm. they got Hershey later on this year. If Springtown can run run the table, uh, they may emerge as the favorite in Class 4A Division One Region One.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right, and I, I'm. I think this is a fascinating matchup, and um, it made all the more fascinating with what happened last week. So I think that you're right. This is a game to, to keep an eye on. All right, my hipster game of the week will find us in the Alamo City, a Class 5A Division One game in the Alamo City. May I interest you? In a new varsity program, San Antonio Veterans Memorial okay. taking on San Antonio Burbank for what is probably winning in for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, I think the winner is in for Memorial sure. for sure. If uh, they win, and the loser probably still has is going to game, but the margin for error it gets, gets real slush, gets yeah.
1: real dicey. Yeah. Um, Veterans Memorial has been a fun story, man. Another, Another one of those
0: first-year programs. Coach Mendoza,
1: Richard Mendoza, has done a good job, especially they lose their first two competitive losses in your first two varsity games to Floorsville and Bernie Champion. Good teams, too. Good teams, not bad. Then they've rattled off five straight. And now look, they've already got the, the, thing, the, the thing for vets, and the reason I think they're probably already in the playoffs, they've got to win over Brackenridge. And Brackenridge is probably that team right on that bubble. Mm-hmm. And so once they get that, so Burbank's still got some work to do. Burbank, um, let me look at their schedule. Um, they lost to Brackenridge. So they need this. Mm-hmm. This is a, a big game to get into the playoffs. They're probably I think they're both probably playoff caliber. Sam Houston's in that mix as well. Yeah, I
0: mean you at to the top of that district you got Wag- Wagner Wagner,
1: it's Wagner and then and probably a gap, honestly. Yeah, and you
0: got Sam Houston, veterans, Burbank mm-hmm. and Brackenridge kind of fighting. One of those teams is going to be out.
1: Yes, there's going to be, going to be one of these pretty solid teams uh, on the way out. This, um, this running back uh, for, for Burbank, Matthew Salazar, has been very good. Just a sophomore. Uh, he's been excellent for, for them. And then Vets, man, they spread the ball around a ton. They give the ball to all sorts of different people, um, and especially on the ground. They're averaging almost six yards a carry. And it's Amari uh, Motley. It's Joseph Richardson. It's Isaac Barrera. They hand the ball up. They give the ball to all these different dudes all over the place and, and let them make plays. The, I think this game's going to be over in about 10 minutes. It's yeah. going to be very quick. Yep. These are two run-based offenses, but a lot on the line in this one. And I think for Vets, look, I'll just say this, man. If, if Vets wins this game, let me make sure I've got this right. Yeah, if Vets wins this game, um, next week to Wagner at Rutledge, Wagner's going a, a, a yeah, okay? yeah. to be a heavy favorite. Yeah, They're going to be a heavy favorite. It's going to be fun, though. It's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. Lot that's of that's legit for the
0: district championship. I wonder what they're gonna name it because you know Wagner and Wagner yeah. and uh, and Judson's the Hammer Bowl. Yeah,
1: i, I will need to come up condition. with something. But but you want to talk about kicking off a rivalry in in the right way? Yeah. If if Vets can win this game, then suddenly that game. Um, again, Wagner will be the favorite, but at the same time, having that, that game mean something and be pretty much for the outright district championship um, would be a lot of fun. So I've got my eye on Burbank and San Antonio Veterans just, Memorial. Uh, just a little teaser.
0: A little, little, little nugget. What? Wagner and Vets might be on our list of games to watch next week. Nugget mm. there?
1: Mm. Just so, you- so, those are our okay, hitters. We're games. just
0: pulling back the curtain this week, aren't we? We really are.
1: We're in, we're in full effort mode. Um... All right, how long have we gone? gone about an hour. That's not bad. Um, why don't you let me know where are you going this week? You mentioned you're going to Caddo Mills. Or you're yes. On Cato so Cato Mills.
0: Thursday night I'll be in Pleasant Grove. In the Grove mm-hmm. for Dallas Roosevelt. Surprising Dallas Roosevelt under first-year head coach Aaron Wallace, former uh, member of the Wrecking Crew. Texas Football Today's own. Yes. Roosevelt alum. Uh, done a great job mm-hmm. in his first year at Roosevelt. Uh, they're 4-2 and two and 1-0. And oh, and they blew out Lincoln last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln's in a bad way. Yeah, Lincoln's struggling. Um, they got Cattle Mills this week. Cattle Mills dropped their district opener to, I think, what everyone considers the district favorite in Sunnyvale. Yeah. So you know, Cattle Mills is zero and one. Roosevelt's one and zero. The winner, the winner, could be in a good spot for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so i will to see the, the Foxes in person. The Foxes. Friday night, I'm headed to the Big Country. Hey now. Eastland at Breckenridge. Whoa. As I've been Mads promised. And buckaroos. buckaroos. shirts yes. for the for the Swag Shrine. Get to see a game. I, I've heard. I've never. I've only, I've only driven through Breckenridge once. Mm-hmm. It's a place you had to be driving to to get to. Harder mm-hmm. um, Stadium's awesome. Can't wait to get out there and cover. I talked to Casey Hubble today. Uh, I asked him what the media protocol was there, and it was. <laughs> what Show you up. expect? Show up with your credential. Yeah. You'll be good. Um, so super excited about that uh, in Breckenridge. Uh, Did he tell family. you where to eat? Um, he told me where to eat uh, before, when I interviewed him during seven on seven, okay. and it was a it was a Mexican joint. Okay. I need to remember the name of it. Um, I'm sure the Mexican food in Breckenridge is quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday, I will be headed down. I only, I only, I only, I only, it's gonna be weird. I only have one game on Saturday. Weird. I know. You? Usually be doing the double headers. I yeah. Know. Uh, down. i mean, San Antonio, watching another first year program in San Antonio Harlan mm-hmm. take on Eagle Pass win. Harlan's been another... Five win. and one. Yeah. They've been, been, been a really surprising yeah. team. And Eagle Pass wins four and, no, uh, four and three at the mm-hmm. moment right now. But Eagle Pass wins, lost their last two district games. So mm-hmm. they, need, they need this win. They're in the so, danger zone. Uh, Coach Villasenor has also promised a swag for the Shrine. So a good little Eagle Pass win here. Fantastic. So. this is... This is at Harlan, yeah, at okay. Ferris Stadium in okay. the Northeast ISD, North North Side ISD. Excuse me. So, uh, just three, only three games this week. But don't worry, next week I'll, I'll be back to four. And then- I
1: am, I am considering. So here's here's my here's my situation. Since we're pulling back the curtain. So my in-laws get in on Thursday night. Okay. They're in for for babby stuff, um, and. They get in Thursday night. They fly into Love Field, and they don't get in until, like, 11, oh, late night 15. Flight. They get in late, right? Uh-huh. I am thinking about, and I know Tep Wife will probably not want to do this, but McKinney Boyd hosts
0: Prosper. It's an interesting game. Both those teams are in the playoff mix. They're in the mix. Uh, and I this think is, I have both of them in the playoffs. This is, this is a game that probably both of them would well, much prefer to have. Here's the thing. That's probably for the top Division Two seed because mm-hmm. on East and Allen are going to be the top the Division One teams.
1: And I get to see McKinney ISD, the new stadium, the new stadium. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about. I'm
0: thinking about it.
1: I'm, I'm think thinking about
0: the it The new stadium angle you, if you
1: get, Yeah if wife, Yeah Or I'll just go by myself I'm going to put in a call to Sean Pratt Yeah Where do I I don't know anywhere I've got friends in McKinney I have to figure out where to eat before Oh I know too. where to eat in McKinney Oh do you? Oh absolutely Really?
0: Yes Where? You have to go to Hutchins
1: Barbecue Oh you You are so
0: right I'm dumb you are yeah. been Hutchins Barbecue I've never before? been to Hutchins Oh uh, Maybe I'll just well, go. You know what though I don't know if it's good for you to be on Because you your TV You know Because <laughs> Hutchins is all you can eat Oh crap yeah, it's all you can eat. It's so good. Alright,
1: I gotta consider all these.
0: Just, just, um, just. just, just. Just get a work at it. Just get some cardio in before you go. Get some cardio in. Work get up, some work up. And do some, some crunches,
1: practice. something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's step and step your week eight preview uh, edition. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. We love you very much. Uh, please tell your friends to be a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Got some
0: games this weekend, and then watch Fox football Friday. Yeah,
1: please watch Fox. Um, they're this close to firing me. Although they, are,
0: they like, there's a bunch of now that the
1: Mavs and the Stars are going. Like, check your local listings because we're on like Fox. We're on, Sports like, the app. Plus, plus. We're on, like, double plus. Um, so check your local listings, but we should be on, at the very least, scoreboard uh, will be on, um, oh, on on Big Fox Sports Southwest whenever you need it. So uh, thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next week on Tap and Step.